You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance. And a whole lot of Crisco, of course. Welcome to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and... Hey, love. Today on our podcast, we have a very, very special guest and co-host. Welcome back to the show, Cameron. What's up? Cameron is a pansexual trans titanist, activist, and wrestler from Rochester, New York. She's also the host of a groundbreaking podcast, Tranos and the Lived Experience. And she is here today with us to catch back up again and discuss her latest episode, episode <laughs> Golden Girl Glizzy. Welcome to the show, the woman with literally 25 different nicknames, Cameron Ellen Jarrell. Yo. Yo. I feel like we need like a, a clap track. Actually. I know. We, I mean, <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> we should invest in clap trap. Clap. Clap. clap tracks. Oh, my God. That is really hard to say, Stone. Clap track. I do. I do have a lot of names. I just thought about that. I really have a lot of fucking names. I love it. Yeah. It's the, I literally, uh, whenever I intro you, I'm like, which one do we go with? You know what? I don't know this time, but I'm going to just see the, what, what talks to me, you know? It, it's a lot. I smoke marijuana, so it happens. I give myself regal names while I'm like, you know. <laughs> As you should, though, because you are a regal woman and you deserve all of the regal names for, for sure. That's on God. Absolutely, and that's on God. Put that on God. <laughs> that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hey, so I really was um, excited to listen to. Well, actually, last episode because you just had a new episode come out um, on Monday, right? So yeah. So like the the previous last week's episode, Golden Girl Glizzy. And, um, you know, I, I liked it. It was like there was a nod to the, the Golden Girls up, up in there, the death of Betty White, right? True. Uh, very true. Uh, uh, Betty White is a huge influence to me. Um, she was always really kind and really funny. And I just kind of wanted to tie her in somehow. Like, I, I feel kind of ashamed that she died and I was like talking about my sexual uh, practices. But like, that's how it was. I was inspired. So. I'm cool. She would want it. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of perfect. Like, she was the first slut I ever saw, like, portrayed on TV. Like, a happy-go-lucky slut. Like, what was it? The Mary Tyler Moore Show or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yeah, like, she was great. Like, I remember seeing her in a lot of, like, television when I was younger. Like, she did a lot of cameos on shows that, like, you don't really think about. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. Right, yeah. It's true. Did you guys know that there was a w one season after the Golden Girls of something like Golden Palace or something like that? Was it like like, no. like yeah? Wasn't it like one like they were in like a home or something? No, like they, that? Like they were in an actual. They home? buy a hotel, like the oh. not Dorothy, oh my. not Dorothy. The other three, they buy like a, the mother and and Betty White and uh, Rue. They like and Blanche Devereaux. Yeah, Blanche Devereaux. They, 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 Watch her mouth. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Should be that. Okay. Well, but I, in, in essence, also the podcast is nothing about the Golden Girls. Um, so like it, like I just say up front, thank you for like all the vulnerability and the honesty that was like in this podcast, like. It, it was definitely incredible to, like, hear things say, said and expressed that you don't actually, like, often get to hear. Yeah, um, a lot yeah of, absolutely. I feel like a lot of the time people don't talk about, like, uh, trans intimacy and, like, and, like, the fact that, like, you're going through literally a second, like, puberty and you got to figure these things out. And you have to also fight like self repression. Like, there's a lot of repression in my story. Like, where, like, I knew I was a pansexual creature when I was very young, and I fought the urge for three decades. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask you, like, I, you know, and this is always for me, like, um, you know, because I believe everybody's entitled to their, you know, own definition of of their definitions. What, like, when when you talk about pansexual, what does that mean to you? That that uh, like the definition of pansexual. 
uh, the definition of pansexual for me is just like I'm not attracted to bodies. I'm attracted to like, and I know this sounds corny as shit. I'm attracted to energy. I'm attracted to personalities. I'm attracted uh, physically to just about everything. So like, I'm that's how I see it. Like I'm just, I've and a lot of people would be like, I've dated everything. No, no, that's just how I feel. Like I've I've been attracted to so many different. Uh, people that mm-hmm. like I, don't, I can't narrow my sexuality down to gender mm-hmm. yeah i mean like speaking of those people i i listened to the part you were talking about casey jones and grace jones um like yeah. two beautiful like like things but I, I was like wow that's two joneses like there's got to be a joke in somewhere there about sexuality and the joneses but like i couldn't pull it off in my head <laughs> um your brain would go there right like that's i mean that's kind of cool though i'm weird too um, <laughs> uh, um yeah like i had like the, the i think the real like the first time i really felt an attraction to what be, would be considered a masculine person was uh, i was being totally inappropriate during a, a ninja turtles movie <laughs> Casey Jones. Yeah, the, from the Ninja, Ninja Turtle, Turtle information that that got me. I was like, wow, that's yeah, that's quite an interesting thing to shape your sexuality. I was Turtles. in the movie theater on Waring Road in Rochester, New York. It was 1989. This movie had just came out. My mom walked us four miles because we didn't have a car to see this movie. And we get there, and I start having unpleasant thoughts in my pants about Casey. And it Jones. was Kate, it was Casey Jones, right? Yeah, it was not April so O'Neil. It was Casey Jones. <laughs> I didn't so even see April O'Neil. Yeah, um, I also had an emotional like relationship with Leonardo when I was a kid. Like, I was like, if something happens to Leonardo, I'm done. Like so, I was a weirdo around Ninja Turtles. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah, we all have our shit, right? We all have our thing that we like. We're really attracted to as children, and like Absolutely. they kind of it was our first tinge of feeling some kind of way even though we weren't necessarily there yet you know mm, I, I just knew i really liked this person and like i was like casey jones is the shit and i didn't everybody else was like yeah like, look, like he's using a hockey stick and he's beating people up i was like yeah, that's not what i'm about. <laughs> i mean look like i think i'm older than you in the mind you you because that's exactly what it was i was older than my brothers and sisters at that moment yeah like i have a twin that's 26 minutes older than me and i immediately became older than him like more wise, more knowing. I, I realized in that moment that I was more aware mm. of myself mm. than myself. Oh, wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like I want to point out you said like corny, cor- like corny earlier. I mean, you like I think it's a very romantic and very like sexy and like idea of, of, of you know, pansexual and sexuality and being attracted to energy and like you know, like, as you get older, uh, myself very much included, like, you know, there seems to be, like, it doesn't cut it just as any, like, one very singular definition of what you can be attracted to and what, you know, and the physical becomes, you know, like, by then, like, you've seen it all, like, you know, uh, you want something more interesting, at the very least, something something that you can actually like feel something about and feel something for, you know? Yeah. Whether, whether your genitalia dangles or hides, I don't care. Exactly. Uh, it's pretty much, it's pretty much uh, a, a, about an emotional, a spiritual connection to me because like I've had physical relations with people. I, I'm certain that that's happened. I've never had a connection with someone as myself. That was a hundred percent safe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, yeah. That fucking breaks my heart. I mean, that's terrible. And I, mean, I feel like yeah. I feel like everybody deserves to have that safety and that feeling. And, uh, you know, I, I know we're going to delve into that in this episode. But, like, mm. this is an overall, like, just sending you my love. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, that's fucking heartbreaking for anybody that's going through that. You know, to never feel truly one with yourself enough to, and then the safety. It's just, that's a lot to... That's, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, like you said, the the sexuality part of the trans, I guess, experience, quote unquote, or whatever you want to say, is, I think a lot of times it's like 
hushed to at least when when, when I'm witnessing right in my train with my trans friends and what whatnot. It's like more right. like swept under the carpet or like it doesn't matter how we have sex and things like that. It's like well, it does matter. You matter. You all matter. We have to talk about it. Not we. You guys. You can talk amongst yourselves if if you know. I'm just saying people need to have be able to have a dialogue around sex in order to have healthier versions of sex. So it's, to... you know, I think that needs to. It needs to be more. We that needs to be brought up more for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like people don't talk about the fact that, like, the, as with my trans identity, like, literally, I have more experience, um, with sex as a person I was disguised as than I do with myself. Sure. Right. Sure. sure. Like, I've only had sex as Cameron once. Sure. Sure. Uh, when I was in in Gabriel Saint <laughs> mode, uh, shout out to my my dead name. Keep that shit dead. <laughs> um, I, I had sex thousands of times. I can't tell you a single time where I was emotionally connected to anyone. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, and I actually like, Cameron, you offered like a lot of, I, I liked your contemplation after certain things, especially when you, you talked about like more open conversations with children, you know, in terms of like, you know, negotiating safety and like, and, 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 and kind of, you know, being entitled to like have a more comfortable experience and knowing that you can ask for it, you know, like it, right. You have like, um, you know, it was, it was, you know, there are things that people feel like, you know, uncomfortable to say, but like you were very honest and it was, you know, something definitely, uh, sentiments we try to like express, you know, on the screw whenever we can too, you know, um, you know, <laughs> this is the reality. You can pretend it's not there and you can wish it was something else, you know, but this is the world and we, we, if we're going to be a healthy, we, we need to figure out ways to do it better. So I actually, my thing thing is like how, um, I, there's no person I'm trying to do what no person did for me. Like, so I'm trying to provide a, a glimpse into what this life is and has been based upon failures of the past. Like how much has like, um, being stealth and hiding and, and closeting myself for all those years. How has it affected me completely? It's affected me emotionally. It's affected me physically, financially. It has af- affected me sexually. And the reason for that is because conversations about what I am as even being okay weren't being had. When I was you know, actually, this is a good place. Why don't, why don't you play um, clip one? Um, Cause this is a, First, you know, kind of honest truth you played out, like I heard uh, on the episode, and uh, you know, it kind of goes with what we're talking about. With the with a cool ass name like Tranos, that I would be super comfortable with my body. I'm not. I I never have been. Specifically, my penis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that that's the god honest truth. Uh, I feel like. Um, my my youth, I spent a lot of time being a body snacker. Um, I was piloting a ship that I did not have the directions for and I did not want to fly, even in situations uh, where I was attracted to a person and I wanted to be intimate with them. There was always, I, I own an appendage that I don't want. Yeah, well, and I, I feel like everybody should be able to and obviously some people won't but like tap into the idea that like how do you enjoy your sexuality if you're not allowed to feel comfortable in your body you know like this this is something that like you know one can feel in all sorts of levels you know like from like weight to like body type to you know whatever you know but like if you can't feel yourself and feel sexy in your skin how, how how does this play out like the way i could describe it to people a shout out to ann rice is i was lestat <laughs> ah oh wow okay if you're like an ann rice like if you're in ann rice and you're oh in yeah all that stuff like you know lestat like read the fuck out of ann rice absolutely gabriel saint who i was who i walked around as sexually was lestat that's a that's a very interesting and and when you say that it, it makes perfect sense you know I think of it and I'm just like wow that's so interesting. Lestat so, was entirely afraid to be alone, 
entirely like just into the thrill of the moment and it became a game not something that they actually cared about do you think that in a way you were sort of punishing yourself by by sort of treating yourself with the lack of care and and you know i think sometimes like i always question you know when somebody's giving their going through you know sexual partners so quickly or something sometimes i feel like sometimes it might be a punishment and that sort of was what resonated with me when i was listening to that you know uh sex was kind of just like um like an addiction for me when i was young it was just like oh i want someone to love me and the only thing i know about love is that it can become physical of something physical sure I, i wasn't aware that like not being able to process love was a problem like I, I was just like, oh, because I definitely could not love myself in that situation. No possible way for me to love anyone else. So I would put myself into relationships where I had a role, and that's the role I stuck mm. to. Like I was the protector. That's what I was, okay. and the protector doesn't necessarily care about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I also like us. I had several partners tell me to my face that sex was all I was good for. And the the idea of them saying that to me and not knowing what was playing in my mind the entire time that like, I don't even like the sex that you're saying I'm good at. (laughs) I don't even even care what's happening. Like it's, I become Cameron S. Machina. Like I'm a fucking machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of putting this like, cognitive dissonance between like you as a person and like your your physical um you know what you have to offer physically and i you know i I think that i was definitely punishing myself i was definitely punishing myself Mm. yeah i mean you one of the things you said you had physical desires but not the emotional space to fill those desires i think it was was a mixture of both i think it was kind of a mixture uh of both because like i was mentally uh into that person at that moment Every, everything about them sparked my interest i was physically like aroused by them chemically but like i didn't want to be involved in that kind of arousal it was always a problem for me, and i couldn't tell anyone and then mm-hmm. you know how like oh some guys will have that situation where like they can't perform in that moment because they're either nervous anxious something's going on with them like that would ha- that would happen all the time and people would be yeah. like, oh, I think you're impotent or something like that. I'm like, no, I'm just not physically attracted to the thought process of penetrating someone. Mm. Right, this would be a good spot. Why don't you take a second and listen to the uh, the second clip? A man costume on anytime I want it. Um, that's a thing that I get asked about a lot. Because it's not that I um, don't get asked to have sex, is that I just don't have it because I don't feel comfortable. I have been propositioned for sex a lot in the last like three or four years, but those propositions always come with like fetishy. Oh yeah, um, I'm still asked if I own a man costume all the time. <laughs> I was just gonna say the man costume. Like, yeah, what the fuck that... is that? So uh, that was a. F- <laughs> uh, so here's how it normally works. The gist of it. Like, um, there have been several times where I've went out and felt completely comfortable in myself and in the proposition, someone totally boiled me down to being a man again. So, um, I'll be in a bar situation. I think I even spoke about the situation during the episode. I didn't really go into as much detail as I'm about to go into. So you're welcome. Um, (laughs) uh, I went to a bar and I was just out there to have a drink and I I felt safe that night. I felt like I was in a, a safe space. And a, a woman walked up to me, a cis woman, and uh, she was very nice and she was super cool. And we were laughing and joking all night. And like I was planning on having one and leaving. I ended up sitting there and having a couple with her. And like we started up this friendship and we like talked on the phone for weeks and we like fucking like met a couple times for like lunch. Um, I had been to like her house. I had walked her dog at a park before. So we were around each other, just like getting to know each other as what I thought was friends for like four or five uh-huh. months. And then um, one day I was over and it was just me and her. Um, and like, she just kind of leaned over to me and was like, um, I want to take our relationship to the next level. And I was like, yeah, she's like, but if I do, you have to be the man in bed. What the fuck? Wow. Wow. Well, you listened well, to my whole life for like five months. 
I told you everything because I thought you were my first like female friend, like my first like girl, but gal pal and shit like that. And the whole time it was you like revving me up to cosplay with you. Did she mention? Did she explain what she meant by that? She gave me a list of things that she meant by that. Like one, uh, keep your shirt oh on God. during sex. Oh, Fuck oh. that. No. Two. Uh, if we're going to have sex, and I know a few days ahead of time, don't shave. Oh, okay. Three, no makeup. Uh, and, four, speak as deep, and four, speak as deeply and as dirtily as possible. So you you prepared me an entire costume. Holy shit. Yeah, you told me there about this bitch before. Mm-hmm. Sorry. There it it's my is. language. <laughs> so we had the whole conversation. Yeah. I explained to her how that was like highly problematic. And um, that, no, I wouldn't be having sex with her. And I didn't see her talk to her for a couple of days. She apologized. Me being like, oh, I, I get my friend. Oh, we start talking again. I, now, she was a very attractive person. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But, like, I, you don't see me as what I am. And in this yeah. one aspect of life, you don't see me as what I am. Um, so we had conversations yeah. over and over again. And then eventually she weaseled herself into, like, becoming my first sexual partner. And what happened was she kind of like nonchalantly tried to make all of those things happen. Oh, wow. And then I realized it during coitus and was like, you need to get up and get out of my house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you said that feeling of I don't want all of you. And like, I was like, Jesus, like that, that is like, People trading out pieces of us and trying to like Rubik's cue us into like cube us into whoever they want us to be. It's always like, can you put your dick back on? That's pretty much what it is. It's like, can you put your dick, <laughs> yeah? Can you put your dick back on, or can you like stop being trans for this instance? It's happened to me several times. Uh, there's another instance that was more recent. A high school girlfriend comes out of the blue with the whole like you were the you were the best boyfriend I ever had. I was like, well, um, I hate to say it this way, but when I was with you, you didn't have a boyfriend. And she was like, right. no, I'm not I'm talking about, I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about then when you were a boy. I'm like, no, that's the part you don't get. Mm-hmm. I was never a boy. Uh, welcome mm-hmm. to the knowledge of your first lesbian sapphic relationship. <laughs> right. There you go. Right. Like, think about it, bitch. I used to I used to oil your scalp and braid your hair. We used to eat popcorn oh, okay. and watch fucking girl movies. Your parents let me spend the night at your house. They knew what you did. Right. <laughs> like, right. right. <laughs> there you go. I never, we, oh. we dated for fucking months. I never had sex with yeah, you. I never right. kissed yeah. you other than on your hands or cheeks. I, li- I literally turned into like your like, cute, slightly sapphic, older school girlfriend the one who's teaching you about lesbian shit that's right. literally what happened right. to you and like here you are 20 something years later aging my fucking self uh you got you you got what you wanted you went after bad boys after you and i broke up that's why we broke up because i wouldn't have sex with you in high school so you cheated on me um oh shit because i didn't want to have sex at that point in my life like i was like sure. hey i've been through some sexual assaults and um, yeah. I kind of want to make sure that what we have is safe before I share my body with you or anything Absolutely. else about myself. And we were only together for six months. Like, she couldn't wait six months. <laughs> Damn. So she fucking cheated on me. And then, we're, yeah, flashback to 20-something years later. And this girl uh, wants me to meet her at a coffee house because she wants to apologize about high school. Yuck. Um, <laughs> I love it when, when they when they say that. Like, I want to apologize uh, to you about what I did in high school. I'm like, girl, I forgot about that. And right, if you want to have, like, if you want to go somewhere, so we went to a coffee shop. We had tea. She wants to sit on the same side of the table as me. She keeps trying to hold my hand. She keeps using my old wow. name. What the fuck? I'm like, hey, um, sis, I gotta tell you this to your face because I feel like it's starting to get to a point of disrespect. Um. There's no better way for me to explain this to you than like, hey, when you wake up in the morning and you put on panties, that's how I treated being like Jarrell. Jarrell doesn't exist. 
leaves a pair of fucking thongs from the 90s that uh, won't fit anymore. So I destroyed him. <laughs> like, I burned him. And you, there you, go. you got to stop bringing him up because I'm Cameron. I share the experiences that you had with that person. But I was there, too. So you don't have to use their name. Absolutely. Right. And uh, she's like, I, I'm just trying to understand. She started using a lot of words. She used tranny several times in the conversation trying to explain. Oh, I, I, I don't have a problem with trannies. Oh, wait a minute. Like, that's the Jesus. problem. Right. You're, you're being an entire problem now. Like, what was this? Like, what did you think this was going to be? Like, like you went out into the right. world and you got used by the bad guy. And now you're looking for the good guy. But the, the, the good guy was played by a woman. Right. Uh, the good guy was it's uh, like it's like one of the guys in some weird fucking twist, like plot twist. It's like a Shyamalan twist on just one of the guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, this might be a good spot. Uh, why don't you listen to clip three? Then, uh, please stop asking in my DMs if I'll top you. It's disgusting. It's fetishy. Most of you don't even ask me anything else. That's like the one thing you say to me. And then some of you have the absolute nerve uh, to get upset when I don't respond. Like, really, nigga? Like, really? Really? Like, you you don't see why a person wouldn't respond to that? Why a trans woman wouldn't want to respond to that kind of attention? I mean, like, for real, really, nigga? Like, um, uh, yeah, uh, I get a lot of weird messages um uh-huh. the traffic on my social media definitely changed after i came out um like i i'm gonna say it with my, so. i'm gonna say it with my whole chest because I, it's the truth um my presence in social media before coming out was something of like an enigmatic kind of like um uh threatening presence that's what it was and then when i came out as a trans woman when I came out and told people what I was, I started talking more about my sexuality. Um, a certain kind of man uh, became mm. totally attracted to the fetish of what I could become. So, Sorry. so I got a lot of uh, wrestlers who used to know me in the Indies messaging me asking inappropriate shit, but not wanting to be seen, not wanting me to tell their secret. Um, uh, right. One of them was to the point of like being stalkery, like like switch would switch um, social medias to speak to me, like had a hidden account. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and would like, ask like, oh, oh, like uh, why do everybody assume that trans women are even into men? What, what's the assumption? Oh, wow. Well, yeah. But how do you even know? Like, I know I said I'm pansexual, but that doesn't mean that I'm like. That's a good point. I don't fuck with cis men at all. I don't fuck with yeah, cis men at all. I'm I'm still pansexual, but cis men are off the menu for me. They scare the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. It, they, they, yeah. I've been I grew up in a world where I got to borrow a costume from the problems that they were raised in. Like right. why would I wow. why would I want to? Ugh, like no, there. Like, every time I've ever had a sexual encounter with a cis man, it was violent. Yeah, I mean, I, I like how you said that you're no longer willing to negotiate the same way as when you were younger, you know, yeah, like yeah. That, that. When I was younger, you could have said, the, hey, here's a candy bar. Let's fuck. And I'm like, bet. <laughs> like, like, Yeah, right, right, right. Like, I like how you worded it, negotiating away safety, sexuality, and comfort. Yeah. Like, that, that gave, like, a really, like, chilling, you know, um, you know, kind of thing down my spine, you know, like. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like it's it's kind of a very like it's an experience that like very few people can understand. But like I was very very fucking happy to hear you say it out loud. I mean, like I said, like when I was young, like I came out I was very aware of what was happening, especially coming from a space of like having to sit in rooms and talk to psychologists and all this other stuff about your feelings about being sexually assaulted multiple times so that that kind of ages you up that kind of makes you like like aware and like uh no sexual vampire more aware than cameron uh i uh i knew (laughs) situations that i had to like negotiate things about me to stay safe in that situation or to stay hidden 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, most of my partners don't even remember uh, uh, these things that I had to like. Uh, I had to like kind of like focus, hyper focus on like one, like sexual encounters uh, for me never happened in rooms with mirrors. It's that oh, period. Okay. It never happened in rooms with mirrors. No bathrooms. Uh, if uh-huh. you have a, a, a mirror in your bedroom, I would find a way to cover it or turn my back to it. I didn't want to see who I had to be during that situation. I wanted to be able to like dissociate and become Cameron in that situation, but was never fully able to. Like I had to mm-hmm. like um I had to negotiate sexual positions uh, to make myself feel comfortable. Um, right. I had to uh, I mean like physical positions, like no heterosexual cis female relationship that I've had was there a situation where missionary was the state. Sorry. I didn't want to look at them. I didn't want them looking at me. Um, mm-hmm. And it was all shame based upon like uh, dysphoria, like knowing that my body didn't match what my mind was doing and that I couldn't even share what my mind was doing with this person. So I shouldn't be sharing my body with them. So it was just like, oh, I have to have this sex to keep them off my trail. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Also, obviously, heartbreaking, but it does make a lot of sense. In my last it's relationship, so I'm sorry, what, what were you saying? I was just want to like thank you for your vulnerability and like being so open, and then like resharing it. I mean, you already discussed this in your podcast, and to come on and answer all these questions, I just really no, appreciate. I like that. this format better. I like the fact that like someone's like prompting me to like really think about what I was saying because on my show, I just kind of say how I feel and there's like it's just a, a like a vomiting of emotion so I don't really get to, yeah. I don't really get to hear it the way that others do because and yeah, out that, of my mouth right. I, admit, I immediately start criticizing how much I let go or uh or was I right. in the right space to be saying that how how could what I said have harmed someone I think about those kind of things and I don't really listen to what I'm right. saying like listen to what I'm or, saying after yeah. the fact I just say it you do yeah. a great job considering you're not listening to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a, a good spot. Why don't you listen to uh, clip four? I just want to be respected. Top notch, uh, just being out, uh, just putting it out there, like to the person who was met for me, this is going to be some golden girl glizzy. It's going to be some some prize glizzy. I mean, I ain't lying, though. Um, shout out to girl Gal <laughs> Um That's the name of my penis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> prize glizzy. Oh my goodness! Like, uh, I I, I had a lot of practice. If it, it, I mean, uh, to the to the girl, uh, slash, uh, uh, they them slash, I mean, whoever to whoever is in the future. Like, I, I'm gonna put in work. Uh, it's gonna take some uh, take a while, but I'm gonna put in work. Um, but like, <laughs> currently, like, I me and my my, my penis are on vacation on, in different. Parts of the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Like awesome. the chemical, the chemicals that it takes to keep me Cameron satiates the uh, appetite that was Gabriel. Period. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Like if I have to have a sexual relation with somebody, uh, they have to be understanding in what's going on with my body. I'm 42 years old and I'm on hormones. Right. Yeah. I I really liked how you. I mean. Uh, like you, you mentioned a relationship, wanting a relationship that involves sexual exploration together. Yes. Like I, I, I mean, isn't that the pinnacle? Like you know, isn't that? I mean, I, I think that that just like I loved hearing that. Like, it, it's everything that I try to strive for to have in my partners as well. Like, like you can't walk into this relationship with Cameron, at once again, uh, almost six feet tall. Um. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this voice, um, I'm like two, almost two hundred and thirty pounds, um, on hormones, and be like, oh, like I'm, I don't want to use toys or a different role plays or things like that because, like, I don't have the gusto of a teenager. Like some people like require like actual foreplay, like actual effort-ridden, fuck yeah, thought-provoked, like foreplay like because it's not about always about like um physicality your mind is there your body's not right. always going to be there 
you have to find a way to attune both of them. And that means you have to be comfortable with your partner to try things and, and not Absolutely. feel anxious and not feel like uh, obligated to perform a certain way. Absolutely. I mean, like, I'm a hoe. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm for down and dirty periodically, but like, like most legitimately the best orgasms are like with somebody that you're comfortable and like able to like explore your your limits your curiosities your desires with like in a safe and like non-harmful manner like orgasms uh mean so much more to me now i love how you talked about the difference between male yeah and that female. was actually really fucking cool because i feel like a lot of people want to ask questions like that and it's nobody's business right but at the same time hearing somebody explain it is just like it was beautiful so thank you for that yeah it's a it's a difference uh there's a definite difference uh before i think also playing into it the fact that i was not emotionally connected to myself um before it was just kind of like sneezing Mm. Mm. that's what i could liken it to it was like wow And it's over with compared to what it is now. Interesting. Interesting. Like what it has to be now is it has to be supported by my like true willingness to be in the situation. One. Two, it has um it 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 takes time because I am literally by myself when it's happening now. So sure. it, it, it takes time and I'm allowed to be in that space and I'm allowed to feel secure in that space because it's just me and I'm the only person I have to contend with. And um and now when it does happen, it's it's more meaningful to me because it's more about exploration and uh, understanding of what my body is doing in the situation because there's still I'm still in puberty. I'm still having right. puberty. <laughs> like uh, there's been definite changes in what's happened um, from the first time I took a shot almost seven years ago to now. Like the, there's I don't make seminal fluid. Anymore. Not right, a thing. Right, 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 right. Like if you're waiting for the fucking money shot at the end, you better <laughs> you better call in somebody else. I can't bring that heat. Like I can't. Like I don't bring that heat. Like it's literally a different yeah. situation. Like uh, uh, the the male orgasm to me was very centralized to just genitalia. Sorry. There's a rush. There's kind of like a rush in your chest, kind of like that snappy high, and then it was over with. And this is completely different. Like. This is yeah. an awareness of of every of zone, every erogenous zone in your body. It's uh, knowing that you are in that space and you're safe, and knowing that it is about what you want to do, not like not about someone else. Like it's different. It's very different. Like it's from the crown of my head all the way down to my fucking toes, but there ain't no mess. Absolutely. Well, and the the reality is, pleasure, like really, like for it to be maximized, takes like place in the fucking brain first and foremost and like you can enhance your experience the more you like spread the wealth between like sensation sex and like your your mind and body and like energy getting into it it's like completely like like different way to be with somebody for some people a a part of it well thank you for answering the age-old question of who has the best orgasm thank you oh i would definitely definitely say women do because it's more involved it it takes longer because it's worth it (laughs) like well said amen (laughs) like if you're fucking getting in there and you're like not worried about like your partner uh like being satisfied that's the first fucking mistake you made like retreat no doubt fall back no. <laughs> like, no doubt. Like foreplay, like foreplay so, is the secret that I yeah. use to not have sex. Yeah, absolutely. So, how did how did it feel overall to put this podcast out out there? How did how did you how did you feel after uh, you know knowing it was published and you know thinking I, about what was on there? It's cathartic, but like it is very personal and like. I just kind of want people to take time to like process like really what I'm saying, Sorry. like like process what I'm saying. And I, I know a lot of the time people are like, oh, she talks about us, the trans experience. Well, it's in the title. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, right. uh, fuck yeah. Whatever. You're I mean, it's your life. Seriously. Like, what? <laughs> right. Like it's, it's in the fucking title. So like, don't be surprised if I talk about some trans <laughs> shit and that could be a a bunch of stuff that could be anything and and one of those situations that makes me a complete person is my sexual health and I, if you ask me about my sexual health currently I'm, I'm not living a very sexually healthy life 
but like the ability to talk about it out loud is what helps and the ability to walk somebody else through like the hey this this way that you feel and you can't tell anybody else about i kind of get it and and here's the decisions that i made that just uh kept uh projecting this this pain that you're going through into 30 years of life you don't have to do that fuck yeah and thank you for your service like no shit like thank you for what that provides to the community because it's fucking real and and there's a lot of shit people have to sort out and like understanding themselves and 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 who the world expects you to be versus who we actually are um so thank you for that truly lived experience (laughs) um um, so uh, yeah. I'm going to say play clip five because I have a couple funny comments after it. Oh, it's just me taking a hit of that. Thanks. <laughs> right. I love that your show is, is it features like a strain um, nearly every episode, if not. And, and, uh, if I were to ask what what is the strain that like I'm assuming you like you smoked up for this right? Uh yes, I am not aware of which one I am because oh. like, um, <laughs> well, let me let me uh, I can actually look because uh, <laughs> I have a like I have a notebook of them written down like of the times and dates that I fucking cause I'm a weirdo. I, <laughs> so I, love, I, I fucking love that. That's beautiful. Um. What was that one? Uh, Granddaddy Purple. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I, uh, Granddaddy Purple's heavy. I think it's like a, I think it's like a, a thirty-one THC count Holy on the shit. scale. You are fucking blitz for this. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I get uh, surprised, guys. I get fucked up before these shows <laughs> because uh, can't nobody talk about the shit that I've been through and not consume <laughs> marijuana. Like a I smoke weed. Fucking men, sister. A I'm a very men. huge advocate of weed. I'm so glad that Rochester legalized it. Dispensaries are getting ready to open up here soon, and I'm a fucking wow uh, <laughs> <laughs> There you fucking go. I'm it. a fucking wild out. Like I'm fucking like I like I love I love weed. I smoke a lot of cookies. Shout out to cookies. I don't know if we're gonna have to block that out, but I, I smoke a lot of y'all shit. So y'all should probably send me a package or something. Oh, uh, no, fuck that. We're gonna add them in this fucking post. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, like I, I, I put a lot of y'all shit on my show. I smoke from y'all pipes. I have your trays. Um, yeah. Uh, I I talk about y'all weed for at least thirty five seconds. That's right. Um, <laughs> Let's collab that shit. Yeah, let me get a, let me get a, let me get a tray collab, cookies. Let me get a tray collab. Oh uh, fuck yeah! There you go, the hustle. I love it. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, like let me get a tray collab. Um, like you, you possibly get to meet a cool ass trans person. I get to try your <laughs> products. It just sounds like a match made in heaven. <laughs> uh, we gotta figure this out. We'll I, talk. We'll talk. I mean, shout um, out to all the all the great growers and dispensaries out there. Like, like hit me up. Shit, what the fuck going on out here in these streets? I see y'all let white girls smoke and y'all give them money. No, uh, let let me let me do it too. <laughs> fuck yeah! There you go. Um, hey, so I really loved that you like dedicated the episode to uh, Violet by Courtney Love. I was like briefly in a whole cover band where I was uh uh dressed up in a really slutty skirt as Courtney Love. Not heels, because I've never been able to fucking wear heels. Never, ever. Like, they, like, just looking at them makes my ankles hurt. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, hold on. Have... That was, like, my era. That was, like, my era. That was... I, Fuck yeah, That's who Cameron was in 94 was, like, a, a mixture of, like, Courtney Love and, like, fucking Ani DeFranco Ah, fuck yes! Ah. Um, oh yeah, uh, now you're speaking Aaron's language. Yeah, like I, oh, was, yeah. I was, I was alt, I was um, what is it? Uh, closeted alt girl most of my life. I, I got the weird moniker of being like the metal, the metal kid when I was young. But like, um, uh-huh. I grew up in that era. Like, I grew up in like the Crow soundtrack era and shit like that. So like, um, 
yeah, that, that, that song was very important to me in the th- thought process of actually talking about this because that was a, a huge thing during my sexuality is music had to be playing. Like, I didn't want to hear your voice. So, like, um, so, uh, You're like, put on head <laughs> right now. Yeah, uh, like, well, uh, I, I fucked yeah. head, I fucked to Radiohead. Fuck yeah. Whole, Fuck uh, yeah. Nine Inch Nails, cool. Tool, oh, oh, oh. Um, and like, Fuck yeah. and the black, uh, the black girls and um, the black guys that I would be with, like, yo, this is fucking weird. (laughs) 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 Fuck yeah. I want you to feel as uncomfortable as I do. (laughs) I know. I like. So creep creep on repeat it is. (laughs) Yeah, right. I played, um, what is it? Like, what's the, what's the name of the fuck you like an animal? The Nine Inch Nails song? Uh, Closer. Closer. I played that like um for for my partner like a few months ago, you know, a few months back, and like you know, it, it's 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 a song. It's, it's intense. I it's a song. Remember, I remember uh, fuck. I fucked fucked to a lot of Nine Inch. Oh, uh, March of the Pigs is the song that I would choose. Hell yeah. Fuck yes. If you're oh, listening oh, yeah. to this episode, make sure movie. at this point in time right now you you pause, and then you pick up your phone and you listen to March of the Pigs. From Nine Inch Nails, and um, and then my last question after that is, doesn't it make you feel better? Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck like yes. uh, I got uh, uh, I used to get blowies is what we used to call them back in the days um, from Choppies. <laughs> I used to get blowies from Choppies uh, to uh, to March of the Pigs. I was a fucking detached little mammal. Like I was like I was I was not sexually. Um, safe at all i was just doing stupid shit i was just doing yeah, stupid shit it was the uh, 90s and people were watching like fucking queer smoke and being like yeah i'm gonna be a whore <laughs> like i'm gonna yeah, break some rules i can totally 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 relate to that i'm gonna wear velvet <laughs> shirts that are only buttoned up to three buttons and i'm gonna just go downtown and act like a fucking vampire <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. There's vampire clubs and we were, when yeah. i was young there's vampire clubs where you just go and act like a vampire i fucking remember that Yep. Silk shirts oh and shit. <laughs> Aaron still has shit. his silk shirts. Not Choppa. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do. <laughs> if you, uh, Cameron, it is always a pleasure to have you on the crew. Know. Like, um, uh, tell us, let's see, uh, you have a new episode that just came out. What's the name um, of it? It's not less than. Uh, uh, what are you speaking? Um, I, it's just kind of like a call out um, to other trans and gender expansive people to realize that like you're not less than. Like people are going to treat you less than now. Relationships that you used to have before are definitely going to change because of who you are. And you have to know right up front before you start beating yourself up or being gaslit that you are never less than. Oh, that's beautiful. Like if you need somebody to fucking uh, like bully someone back for you, that's what that's what you have to do for yourself now. You can't wait for some uh, like some hero to come and save you as a trans person. Like you have to stand up for yourself. And a lot of us are going to get beat up because of it. A lot of us are might die because of it. But like it has to happen. Yeah. Okay. So another episode that'll make me cry. Check. <laughs> I mean, I provide you. I provide you. Uh, I'm the weed sommelier. I tell you what to smoke before I start talking. <laughs> uh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I, I cry all the time. You can tell me to smoke crack, and I'll still cry during Shit, You smoke this purple. Your ass gonna be too busy trying to fall asleep afterwards. You're gonna be processing this uh. shit through dreams, which is how I build this thing. I'm literally trying to influence Fuck your dreams. That. I'm trying to become the trans dreamwalker. I love you. Did you just come up with another title? Yes, I did. Trans. I'm high. I also caught my penis, girl Galdo. So uh, make sure you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make sure that gets highlighted somewhere. And every time I unleash this thing, they should play the fucking soundtrack from Wonder Woman. The fucking yeah, that shit. Play that shit. They totally fucking like loud as fuck. <laughs> I give I give I give those like um hints about and I talk about those strains in the beginnings of the episodes because literally I'm like telling you, oh, this is the level of marijuana you're gonna need to imbibe to even fuck with me <laughs> during this episode. 
<laughs> I fucking love that. That is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Cameron, tell well, us where we you. can find you online. Give us all of your information so everybody can stalk you properly. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting fucking blocked right now. So let me, uh, <laughs> let me say this. Um, uh, you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on... Um, uh, wait a minute. Let me get. Let me pull it up because I'm old, guys. I'm, I'm sorry if you have to wait a couple seconds. On Twitter, <laughs> um, it's at it's at the Tranos, which is capital T H E capital T R A N O S. Um, on Instagram, check me out at Tranos Lives, which is all lowercase T R A N O S L I V E S. And on TikTok, the username is the Tranos, all lowercase T H E T R A N O S. Um, hit your girl up, message me, send me a package. <laughs> right. <Yeah, cool. laughs> Thank you again so much, Cameron, for being on the show. As always, you are a wonderful guest, co-host, everything that we need and more. We love you so much. Everybody, check out Cameron's podcast on nuclearorder.com and or anywhere you listen to podcasts. It truly is amazing. It's insight into, you know, Cameron's life, which is all sorts of a big roller coaster that I just I can't help but want to like listen to more and more and I just I've fallen so much in love with your podcast it's so wonderful so thank you for letting it be a part of New Queer Order and anything Aaron you want to add okay. before we go no keep on keep on singing keep on you know? singing <laughs> keep on singing <laughs> the, oh, the keep on trucking I mean, it's music. It's music to my ears. Like it's always like you know, I like shit that like makes you think and and evoke. And you're fucking funny as hell. Like I, I I fucking laugh out like during many of the podcasts in a way like I'm usually too high to like find something funny, you know. And like you get me. Like I think I'm smoking the right strain when I'm listening. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, I'm a sommelier. Let the world know. Um, talk to your local dealer and tell him to hook, hook up Cam. Like, give me a spot. Give me some sponsorship with your goofy ass. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> with your goofy, with your goofy ass. I'm, I'm sorry for insulting you. I'm sorry for yelling. But you, you're being goofy. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, indeed. Much love. Every Monday, every other Monday at 6 a.m., just check us out everywhere podcasts are streamed. NQO for life, you bitch. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>